Good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Why don't you turn around one more time, shake your neighbor's hand, tell them God bless you. Yeah, it's good to see you in church here today. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, we're going to return and open to the book of Luke, chapter 13. As you're turning in your Bibles, I just talked to Sister Worley a moment ago. Um, they've been praying for a young man by the name of Timothy for a long time. And uh, after many circumstances of life, uh, he finally was in a position where he was ready for a Bible study. And uh, hallelujah, praise God. I want to tell you, prayers don't die. And so I was able to go out to Fallon yesterday and sit down with him and talk about the Word of God. And Sister Worley sent me a text later that he told his mom that while we were talking about the Word of God, that depression left from him. He said, the cravings for cigarettes just went out of my heart. I want to tell you, there's power. Amen. When we, when we talk about God, when we talk about the Word of God, amen, there's a world that maybe they're not ready right now, but you keep on praying for them. You keep on trusting God, believing God, and working, and believe that God's going to do a work in their life. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. So I wanted to share that testimony with us here tonight and hopefully encourage somebody to never give up. Never give up. In Jesus' name. Luke chapter 13, verse number 29. And they shall come from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. They're going to come from the east, from the west, from the north, from the south and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. And then if you could flip over to the book of John, chapter 5, and verse 39. Jesus is speaking. Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Now, I, I feel to kind of preach, and uh, God deposited something in my spirit. Uh, it's really going to probably end up being a three-parter. And uh, my old evangelistic ways, evangelistic ways, wanted to just do it all tonight. But uh, I understand that the mind and the heart can only endure what the seat can endure. So... Uh, I've decided to break this into multiple parts and uh, hopefully bless somebody. Uh, but I want to start tonight out, I want to talk about the map. The map. Amen. And we're going to be talking about the map. We're going to be talking about navigation. Amen. Over the next few services. Would you set down your Bibles and lift up your hands? Hallelujah. Would you pray with us here today? Father, we love you. We thank you, Jesus. We give you glory and honor and praise, God. Thank you for your word. I thank you for amen, everything that you are doing in our lives, God. Pray for every individual heart and mind. God, help me to speak your word, God, and to hopefully...
deposit something into somebody's heart in the wonderful name of Jesus. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. The map. Most of us here today, if you are truly saved, have an iPhone uh, and you're apostolic. Uh, but built into our phones, we have something known as GPS. And it's something that we use just about every single day, whether you are going to the grocery store or you're headed off to another state, you are going to need directions to get there. We all have GPS, or if you're still living in the Stone Ages, uh, let me help you out here today. It is uh, almost inevitable if you are, uh, and I say this respectfully, but if you are a little older, I want to help you out here today. I can save you a lot of time. No need to give this younger generation directions because we have something known as GPS. Take a left by the trash can. If you see a black cat, you've gone too far. No, we don't need that. Just tell us where it is. We'll plug in the GPS and we'll get there. It cracks me up how many times I talk to somebody. They want to give me precise directions. But really, there's something about that that's, that's actually a missing element in this generation. Because uh, in, in the older generation, amen, not too far removed from where we are today, you had to actually go and get directions. You had to find out what route to take. You had to sit down and you had to map out your location. Amen. We all utilize something known as GPS and don't even realize in some moments how much time it has saved us. There's a lot of things going on in there. There's satellites that are helping us figure all these different things out. We just type in an address now, amen, type in the name of a location, and we just trust the GPS that we're going to arrive in one piece. We trust the GPS, but I don't know if we trust everybody else's driving. But it is there that, that we utilize this, and it is a shortcut for this generation. But long before GPS, people had to figure out ways to navigate their destination all by themselves. This led to several inventions that changed the entire course of history. For example, we talk about tonight the map. I'm going to be talking later about the compass and then again the sextant. The map was what would give you a visual description of where you are and other different factors. The compass was what gave you direction to let you know where and what direction you were heading. And the sextant was that which kept you aligned and kept you on your path as you went. Tonight I want to talk about the map because it is a missing art in our generation. I know we got Google Maps and we've got Waze and all these other things, but there is something about that. Somebody somewhere had to go and map out every location. They've got cars now driving around, Google cars taking pictures of everything. You can look at Google Earth and see everything going on. But, but before that, there were cartographers. And for those, I hope to not give you any, uh, any uh, palpitations when I talk about geography because there's some folks that were never good at geography in school. But some cartographer had to go 
And as they journeyed, they would draw to the best of their ability and to the best of their memory. And they would begin to map out different places, locations. There were uh, different mountain ranges and different rivers. There were things that were noticeable that if you were to look at the map, you could look at your surroundings and you could figure out where you were. When I talk today about the map, I want to let it be plain. I'm talking about the Word of God. I'm talking about this thing that we call the Bible. Elder Johnson did a great job last week teaching about Bible 101. And it gave us a good overview of the Scriptures and its benefits to our life. But tonight, I want to tell you that this is not just another book that can sit on your nightstand or and collect dust. Amen. It's not just another app on your cell phone, but this thing that we call the Bible is what I would call the map. It's something that you've got to have because without this map, you and I will be lost. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise if you're thankful. Hallelujah. As, as a student of the Word of God, one thing that became very apparent to me in my early relationship with the Word of God was that it is more than just a historical book. It's more than just a book of prophecy, poetry, and revelation. But in itself, the Bible is a geographical book. You open up to the book of Genesis, and you will find that God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And that garden was between different rivers. And it will begin to name Gihon and Euphrates. And it will break down where it is. And as you go through the Bible, it will tell you that Abraham journeyed, uh, amen, from, a from Hai, amen, to Bethel. And it will try to let you know the path. In fact, if you look in your Bible and most of our Bibles here today, there's actually maps in the back of it. Because this is more than just a, 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 a historical document. Uh, but it is a geographical document. It is trying to prove itself not just in its prophecies and in the benefit to humanity, but this book is trying to prove itself that it's not making up locations. Hallelujah. You know, there's books, and I could talk about other religious books, that they have gone back and done archaeological studies. And each one of those books, they cannot verify the locations that were mentioned in the book. They were out of place. But when they looked at the Word of God, when they looked at the Bible, amen, the, the, they, they could say, well, that's exactly where it was. Amen. In the map, and when we talk about a map, it is important, one of the most important things to know when you look at a map and what you are trying to figure out when you look at a map, there's a few things you've got to look for. The first thing that you need to look for is your location. Anybody that's ever been to a mall, they've got a map of the mall, and there's a nice star that says you are here. That word location is also known as position because you're only lost when you don't know where you are. If you know where you are, then there are steps you can take to get from where you are to where you need to go. Amen. In fact, the very first question asked by God in the Bible was a location question. God asked Adam, where art thou, Adam? I want to help somebody here tonight. God did not lose Adam. What God was asking Adam 
is can you orient yourself? Do you know where you are at? Do you understand your position and your location? Adam, now that you've sinned and now that you've failed, I want you to know, Adam, you are lost and you don't even know where you are, but I want you to recognize that you don't know where you are. I want to tell you before we can ever fix this world, this world's got to recognize that they're in a position known as lost. They're in a location known as fallen from God. Hallelujah. There's people that want to talk about uh, the world is just unchurched. I want to tell you, the world's not just unchurched. The world's not saved. There is a big distinction, hallelujah. There's a lot of people that go to church. That doesn't make a whole lot of difference. There's people that are like Adam. They're standing in the presence of God going to church, still in a garden, but they have not yet figured out their position. They've not yet figured out their location. And if they don't figure out where they are, they'll never figure out how to get out of where they are. Oh, somebody give him praise here tonight. Hallelujah. It is through the map that we can figure out where we are. It is there that we can learn in Romans 3 and 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We can flip over three more chapters to Romans 6 and 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Without the map on your side, without that map in your hand, you'd never realize and recognize how messed up you and I are and how to get out of the mess. Is anybody thankful for the map? Somebody lift up your hands and magnify him. Come on, let's magnify him for just a moment. Hallelujah. One of the dangers is when we don't familiarize ourselves with the Word of God. We don't familiarize ourselves with the map. The reason that Adam fell into a position of lost is simply because there was not an understanding of the map. It was a question that was supposed to be a statement from God, but the devil turned it into a question, and he began to question the Word of God and questioned the map and said, well, did God really say you can't do X, Y, and Z? And he started turning and twisting and, and making it disorienting, amen, for Eve. And when she looked at it, she said, we can't eat it and we can't touch it lest we die. But if you read your Bible, God never said anything about not touching it. There was something that was happening there. She was trying to remember, but she left her map back somewhere and lost it and was trying to remember, and she started adding to the map. I want to tell you, when you start adding things to the Word of God that are not there, it never leads to a better position. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's people that got all sorts of ideas that they want to add to the Word of God, and some of them, they might seem logical, but they're not right. Hallelujah. It is there on a map. You can figure out the terrain. You can see where your location is, and hopefully by the terrain, you can figure out where you are it's in psalms 119 and 9 the bible says and david is writing wherewithal or how shall a young man or a young person cleanse their way and the response was by taking heed by slowing down by observing by watching by listening by looking at your word i want to tell every young person that if we're if you're going to make it through this world you can't be listening to professors you can't be listening to friends they might have good information and there's nothing wrong with that but 
but if you want to make your way in this world, you got to pick up the map and say, God, I need you to show me my terrain. God, I need you to show me my way. I need you to show me a clear path. Come on, somebody. You'll find yourself in positions and in trouble, and you need to pick up the map and say, God, i got to figure my way out of this, and I can't do it without some direction. Oh, somebody give him some praise. Somebody give him some praise. Hallelujah. It is there that we can take the map and we realize that David would later say in the same chapter that thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I want to tell you here today, and many of us would know this as a fact, but there's going to be a lot of hard days in life. Do I got a witness? Hallelujah. There's going to be some tough terrain. There's going to be a lot of rocky roads. There's going to be a lot of hills, a lot of valleys, a lot of mountains. There's going to be some high places you go to and some real low places. But the only way to navigate your way through the high places, through the times when you're feeling blessed, you got to have the map. The only way to navigate yourself through the low places and through the valley, you got to have a map in your life. you got to have the Word of God. you got to have the Bible. David would say, thy word have I hid in my heart for the simple reason that I might not sin against thee. It's not a guarantee that if you put the word of God in your heart that you will not sin. But there's a better chance of somebody doing the right thing at the right time if they got the right word and the right map on the inside. Somebody give him praise. Are you thankful for the word of God that when you almost slipped, that word was quickened in your spirit, that when you almost fell by the wayside, there was a word that was quickened, and the preacher preached, and something happened, and that word changed your life. Oh, somebody give him praise. Lift up your hands. Come on. There's going to be rough terrain. There's going to be rugged days. There's going to be hard times. But that word's going to light your path. That word's going to make a way where there was no way. Oh, somebody lift, you up. lift him up. Let's praise him. Hallelujah. 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 The word of God is not a guarantee of an easy life. But the word of God is going to save some folks a lot of trouble. I can attest myself. And I can testify that if it was not for the Word of God, I wouldn't be standing here today. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of stumps that would have been in my way, and I would have tripped over them, but I had a map in front of me that said, take a left turn, take a right turn. I had some directions that were coming from somebody that was higher than I, whose thoughts were above my thoughts, whose ways were above my ways, who saw it from an aerial view. I want to tell you, God's like a GPS system. He'll triangulate right where you are. He'll help you figure out where you are and what you're going through, and you might be going through tough times but he'll begin to help you figure out your next move and your next step there's something about his map his word I want to help somebody here today that when you look at the map when you look through that word there's not multiple routes hallelujah there is only one route because you got something known as location that's where you are but there's something else that we take and we use a map for, and that's called destination. 
But to get to your destination, there's not more than one way in this map. You might pick up some other maps, and they might say, well, you can do it however you want. You can believe whatever you want, live however you want. But when it comes to the Word of God, when it comes to God's map, he said there's only one way. There's only one Lord, one faith, one Come on, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That means there's no other way. There's no other truth. There's no other life. Acts 4 and 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. I want to tell you, if you're going to make heaven your home, if you're going to reach that destination, you've got to obey Acts 2.38, which is to repent of your sins. I wish I had somebody to believe that. You gotta turn from your sin. You gotta turn to you gotta turn from sin and turn to God. There's gotta be something that says I've been headed the wrong direction. If I look at the map, I recognize I've been doing wrong. Men and brethren, what should we do? How do we gotta turn this around? We're not headed the right direction. You gotta repent. You got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ that's being fully immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says it's for the remission, the washing away of your sins. There is no other way to remit your sins. There is no other way to apply the blood of Jesus. You got to go down in a watery grave. Romans says we are buried with him through baptism. And I want to tell you that when you come up out of that water, you don't stay dead. But we are filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, he raises you up to newness of life. Is there anybody that's taken that route? Is there anybody that's taken that road and said there's nothing like it? There's <laughs> Hallelujah. There's only one route on this map. And there is only one destination. When you look at the map, you might be a long ways off, but you can find that route just by flipping through it. You might not be where you're wanting to be, but you can see that destination like John on the island Patmos. And he can be boiled in oil, but he can be on the, in the spirit on the Lord's day. And he can see the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. I want to tell somebody that there is a destination that you and I are working towards, that you and I are marching towards, and it's a place called heaven. You want to know why you repent of your sins and are baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost? I want to tell you, it's so you miss another destination called hell and you make your way to a destination called heaven. You spend eternity with God. That's our destination. But just having all of these doesn't guarantee you anything because if you don't follow the map, there's no guarantee you'll make it. There's some issues. If we don't know the map, we can't follow the map. I want to tell you, I've said it before, I'll say it a million more times. We are living in the most biblically illiterate generation that has ever lived. You talk to anybody about simple things like Noah and an ark, and they don't even know what an ark is. I remember getting saved, and my pastor was preaching. He said, you know about the ark, Brother Evan? He used to call me Brother Evan with a B. But he said, you know about the ark? And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I want to tell you, there, there might have been a day where you could just say a few things about the Bible, and they kind of understood it and kind of comprehended it. But that day is far gone. 
it's going to take a church that is diving into the word of God. It's going to take a church that is eating the book, that is ingesting the word of God, that goes forth and finds those people and says, hey, you might feel lost. Hey, you might feel depressed, but I got a map for you. Hey, you might feel like there's no hope, but I got a map for you that says Jesus is the anchor of hope, the anchor of our soul. There's something that happens when people get the word of God and start depositing it. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and magnify him. Come on. There's some map holders. Come on, there's some cartographers in the house of God. They got the map in their hand. They got the map in their head. They got the map in their heart. Now it's time to get it out there. Oh, somebody pray for just a moment. Come on. Come on, we're trying to navigate our way through life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We want to make heaven our home, but we got to know the word of God. We've got to know it. They that shall know their God shall do exploits. We got to know the word. We got to know the word. We got to know the map. You don't know the map, people will start tricking you. People start telling you there's an easier way. People start telling you there's a shortcut. People start saying that destination's not real. What you're praying about doesn't happen. That faith is no more than just a figment of your imagination. That healing is something of the past. It's just a historical document. And even then they question that. If you don't know the map, honey, I want to tell you you're in trouble. But if you can get a hold of this word, if you can get it in your heart, there's something that begins to transpire. You start the steps of a good man or order to the Lord. I tell you why because when you get the map when you get the word of God it tells you don't step there don't go there don't look to the left don't look to the right head in the right direction <laughs> hallelujah doesn't matter where you're coming from location our opening text here today says they're going to come from the east and the west the north and the south and shall sit down in the kingdom of God it does not matter your starting position Everybody's got to come to this kingdom. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter who your mother was, your father was, where you came from, what your background is, what issues you have or do not have. No matter if you're coming from the east, the west, whether English is a first language, second language, whether Spanish is a first language, second language, the gospel doesn't change. The kingdom of God doesn't change. The destination doesn't change. Come on, it doesn't matter where you're coming from, you gotta come into this. It doesn't matter what religion you're coming from, you gotta come into this. It doesn't matter what denomination your grandfather was, you gotta come into this. This is the kingdom of God. This is the kingdom of God. There's a lot of people that have been tricked into believing that you could just be a friend of the bride. Somehow you can get you can be saved based on uh, what you know. I want to tell you, you're saved based on what is true, uh, not based on what you know, because that would limit only intellectual people and smart people. I want to tell you, this kingdom of God, it's based on what is right. Uh, this map, this location, it's there. It's available. You got to walk into it. Well, preacher, I got a long journey, and I had to come a long way. You're not going to complain when you sit down in the kingdom of God. Doesn't matter what days you had to face, how hard the weather was and the, and the terrain you had to face. When you finally sit down in the kingdom of God, when you and I finally make it to heaven, there's not going to be one complaint from anybody that says it was too tough, it was too hard. Honey, keep putting one foot in front of another and follow the map. Somebody lift up your hands and magnify him. Come on for just a moment. Come on, we got to know the map. 
We got to read it. We got to read the word of God. We got to get it in our hearts. We got to get it in our spirits. We cannot let go of it. I want to help somebody else out that say, well, the word of God's not relevant anymore. This map's never going to change. The map is always relevant. It does not shift and it does not change. The Bible would say of itself, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. Jesus would say it this way. It is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one jot or tittle of the law to, to, to completely be removed. Uh, that word tittle is the tiniest mark uh, over a Hebrew letter. Uh, he's saying before that little tiny dot uh, is removed, uh, all of the heavens uh, and all of the earth uh, would have to burn with a fervent heat. Uh, the ice caps would melt for all those greenies uh, before the word of God would ever change. All of the universe would become wrapped up and destroyed before just one little marking over the Word of God. I want to tell you, the Word of God does not shift. It does not change. That ought to encourage somebody that the map doesn't change. How they were saved in Acts 2 is how you're saved, how your family's saved. Hallelujah. If it was wrong yesterday, it's wrong today. If it was right yesterday, it's right today. You can look in the map and find it for yourself. Oh, somebody magnify him and give him praise. Hallelujah. The problem happens when people start trying to change the map. The Bible would say, don't remove the ancient landmark. Landmark was just that. It was, a, it was a fixed point in which somebody could look at a map and they could walk through a field and they would see that landmark and they'd look on the map and they would recognize it's the same spot. It would help them figure out where they are. There's too many people in our generation uh, that are trying to water down uh, the Word of God, that are trying to water down the church, uh, that are trying to water down the map. Uh, they're removing this and removing that uh, without understanding. Uh, when you start removing those landmarks, uh, you start ripping pages out of your Bible and verses out of your Bible and saying, well, that doesn't apply to us anymore. Uh, you're removing people's path. Uh, you're making somebody stumble. Uh, you're taking the route uh, and you're saying, well, you know what? looks a little easier if we go and be like this church or be like that church. I want to tell you, there's only one church. Amen. It's the church that Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. I want to tell you, don't change it. Don't stop it. It might seem like this to you or that to you. Whether you love it or not, don't remove that landmark. Don't take it out of the word of God. Let it stand on its own. Somebody clap your hands and magnify him. Let's stand all across the building and lift up our hands. Come on, there's some folks say, well, I'd like to change this, and I wish I could change that. I want to tell you, when you're dealing with a map, you don't change landmarks. You don't, you don't take away different, different ways of finding out where you are and where you're headed. Let's pray in the name of Jesus. 
Come on, there's too many charlatans that are tampering with the Word of God, tampering with the map, telling you it's all about your best life now. I want to tell you it ain't about your best life now. It's about getting to the best life over there. It's about living abundant life here, yes, but it's about making your heaven your home, reaching a destination. It ain't just about cars and houses and money. I want you to know you can be blessed, but don't start changing things on the map to say I can be I can be a liar, a cheating the thief and still make my way to heaven you got to be true you got to be honest you got to follow the map there's people who say well you know they just look like they have a better music program listen music ain't going to send you to heaven hallelujah i thank god for good music i think we got great music hallelujah well they got better program for my kids i think the greatest program for your kids is taking them to heaven Listen, I'm all about good programs and good things, but not at the expense of changing the map and saying, well, this doesn't matter anymore. I, I, I know I'm young, but I've seen too many people, even in my generation, say, well, I guess that doesn't matter. And I've seen people that stepped into the will of God, and all of a sudden, quickly, as they stepped into it, it seemed like they stepped out of it because the Word of God no longer had a value now that they had a title, now that they had a position, now that somehow they had some people, that they had some influence. But I want to tell you, no amount of influence is worth changing the map when you change the map you start making what is wrong right up becomes down and down becomes up wrong becomes right and right becomes wrong all of a sudden it's now no big deal man you're so archaic I don't want to go to that church because I can't do x y and z I want to tell you you've been listening to the devil far too long because this ain't a church about cans this is a church about cans well, if I go to church, I can't smoke. I want you to know that if you go to church, you can be delivered from paying $17 a pack. If I go to church, I can't get drunk. That's all right. If you get saved, you can be filled with the Spirit of God. Well, if I get saved, I can't sleep around. You know why you sleep around? Because you don't have any intimacy with God. And there's not something more to attach you to Him. And you got to look for love in other places. But when you get saved, you get something better. When you get the map, people say, well, I don't know about this. Listen, there's not one person in this building that if I were to give you a whole wrinkled, crinkled up, burn on all the edges, treasure map. I went out and found some old miner's map here in Nevada. Something greater than the Comstock load. It said, if you just follow this route, Elder Bobo, X marks the spot, you're going to be a billionaire. Is there anybody in the right mind in this building say, well, you know, let's just change that a little bit. Let's, you know, that, I don't like, I don't want to dig there. It's going to be a little harder terrain. You know, that's not as easy to get to. So, you know, maybe we'll just... Stay where we are and dig into our power lines in our backyard. Nobody would do that. I want to tell you, heaven is worth a whole lot more than silver and gold. Being clothed and in your right mind is a whole, it's worth a whole lot more, amen, than staying here on earth in dysfunction. Living for God is the greatest thing. The Bible would save itself. Study to show yourself approved unto God. 
a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Every individual's job in the church is not the pastor's job only. Every saint of God's job is to become somebody who pays attention to the map. Because if you don't pay attention to the map, what would happen if I preached something behind this pulpit that's not in the map? No churches have gone astray, not because, not just because of one evil individual. I'll tell you what it was. My people were destroyed for a lack of knowledge. If they'd, have, if they'd have stared in that book, they'd have recognized, no, I ain't going that direction. I want to tell you, I give everybody liberty. If I ever preach something in the Word of God and you and I can't reconcile it in the Word of God, vote with your feet, take your family out of this house. I'll tell you why. Because there is nothing more important than somebody following the map of God, the Word of God. Hallelujah. I was on my way to hell. Can anybody testify to that? I was on my way to a devil's hell that was burning flames at my feet. But I'm so grateful for the day that somebody gave me a map. I began to look through my first Bible. There's not much of something today. 17 years ago, somebody gave me this. This thing's got me through a lot of places. Hallelujah. I'll never forget Elder Bubba many times laying in my room while everybody's watching TV out there flipping through the map. While everybody else is out, football games, do these all these other things, my high school, everybody's partying and sleeping around. I'm at home with the map. I seemed and probably felt at times like I was all by myself. And at times I was all by myself. But when no one else stood with me, I felt the map. I felt the Word of God was upholding me. There was times when I remember my father and my mother fighting and yelling and the cops are being called. And I flipped open my Bible and I found the book of Psalms when it says, Deliver me, O Lord, from the hands of evil men. I remember going to high school and thinking, Why does everybody have a girlfriend? And I'm alone. I don't understand it. I'm in the prime of my life. I remember people getting cars and things going on in their life. And here I am being a preacher or a youth pastor. And I didn't think like life was moving forward. And I flip open to Psalms 37. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. I'd flip open a little further and it would say my foot had nigh well slipped. But when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, I about backslid and fell. But when I went to the house of God, when I read from the map, all of a sudden I knew that their end was not a good end. And I was on the right path. It's that word, Brother Jonathan, when I wanted to quit and I didn't want to preach anymore. It said, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, rebuke, reprove, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Can I help somebody here today? If you don't get anything else from anything I've said tonight, I want you to grab a hold of your Bible, bring it to you close, and when you get home tonight, I want you to flip through it, and if all you do is read one verse, let that verse speak to you. When I had nothing else, I had my Bible. I had a map. When friends backslid and people left the church, I had a map. 
when people when preachers I knew stopped preaching the gospel and it made me think I had to follow them I had a map can I help you here today if you do nothing else at the end of this service I'm telling you it's time for somebody to take their Bible and dust it off and say this is not going to sit in the back seat of my car anymore I want some young person to say I'm going to take this to my high school I'm going to take this to my college campus I'm going to take this to my job to my career and I'm going to let somebody know I found what you're looking for I'm done preaching would you lift up your hands and let's pray come on let's pray come on every word of God is pure he's a shield of them that put their trust in him come on there's a church that's been disarmed for too long for the word of God which is the sword of the spirit you gotta pick up your weapon I want to open up this altar would you come this is not an admission of guilt but an opportunity to say Lord I want to fall head over heels in love with your word. God, when I go through dark times, I need a word that's a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. God, when I feel like I'm surrounded on every side, I need your word to be a shield and a buckler. When I feel like I need to fight hell, I need to say, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds in the mouth of God. When I'm surrounded, I got to pick up my sword and fight back. I need the map. I need the map. I need the map. A family can't be saved without the map. My church can't be saved without the map. I can't make my way in life without the map. I gotta have it. It's a necessity. happening right now there's power in the word of God let God speak a word over you right now let his word fall in your heart let that verse fall in your mind come on you know what it is to be through hard times and it was one word that got you it's a map
Come on, that's it. Somebody pray. This is a holy moment. Come on, there's people that you would be a lot less confused about life if you picked up the book and opened up the map. There wouldn't be as many questions. There wouldn't be as much doubt, as much unbelief. I'm t I promise you, try it for 30 days. If you open up the map, let it speak to you. I'll never forget when I first got saved, we did Bible quizzing. And let me just put the church a little notice that eventually we're going to have a Bible quizzing program for our kids. In Jesus' name. If it's the last thing I do, hallelujah. But when I first started quizzing, I didn't know a whole lot. But I had a friend that had been raised in church his whole life, and they moved over to our church. He was one of the top quizzers in the nation. Been doing quizzing since he was six years old. Memorized the entire book of Romans, Genesis, most of Deuteronomy, Leviticus. He had, he had almost, he had a plan set up to memorize the entire Bible. One of the most incredible-minded people I've ever met in my life. But at 16 years old, temptation sunk in, and he went out into the world. Started drinking, partying, doing all sorts of prodigal things. I mean, things that people in the world do. Said he would get drunk and high. He said that he would start quoting verses. And every time he was trying to get, escape God, every time he was trying to lose his way, the map would come right to him and begin to speak to him. He told us years later, as he prayed through in an altar, he said there was something that would not let me go. Even when I wanted to go off the deep end, it was the Word of God that kept replaying in my mind. I want to tell you, church, there's nothing like the Word of God. There's nothing like the Word of God that keeps you when you're slipping, that recovers you out of the snare of the enemy, that hydrates you when you're dry, that feeds you when you're hungry. The Word of God is the very thing that you need. Would you lift up your hands and let's pray and let's thank Him today. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we, we give you praise that we're not living in some communist country where we don't have access, God, but we have 30 different apps on our phones and on our iPads, and it's accessible in every library and every place that we go, God. So thankful for the access we have to your word, God. Now, Lord, please grant us our request tonight. Put a hunger, a passion, a desire for your word. For your word. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shake hands, be friendly, love.